0: This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another edition of the Pro-America Report. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Obviously, I am not Ed Martin, but he will be with you shortly. Well, I'm going to be telling you what's coming up on the show here in just a second. My guest is... The unabashed super spreader of Americanism, author, columnist, commentator, and hey, it's what you need to know in segment one. Rick has a lot of what you need to know when is talking about the deception going on in this nation by one doctor. Anthony Fauci. We'll get back to him in just a second on today's show a little bit later on as Ed joins us with two amazing guests. Wayne Allen Root is coming up, author of The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott book. Go to RootForAmerica.com, self-proclaimed capitalist evangelist, and go right to his website. You'll see that right there. Also, Stan Casasio. I think I'm saying that right. If not, Stan, I apologize. He'll be joining us a little bit later on. But right now, let's get back to Rick Elkin. Go to TurnRightAtLost.com, RickElkin.com. Rick is my guest. And today, we're going to do a segment on everybody's pro-health dictator, everybody's favorite man, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I know Rick is excited about this lightning round because we got to keep them brief and concise, and sometimes our chats can get a little lengthy. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm great, Noah. How are you? I am doing always spectacular when I'm talking to you because we always get the truth out. So I'm ready to uh, just do some rapid fire on this one, my friend. Go for it. So let's talk about the deception that's going on with uh, one Dr. Anthony Fauci, and this is towards the American people. First point, and this is straight from Breitbart, he said that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, what are your comments on that? I mean, that's a pretty bold and um, twisted statement.
2: Well, you know, I saw the interview uh, or the the, uh, video of him speaking with uh, Rand Paul when Rand Paul was interviewing him before Congress, and he said it. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's unfortunate for these politicians because they're on tape now. So they can't go back and deny some, some of these things, but it's verifiably untrue what he said. And I think he should be held in contempt of Congress. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but you know, other people have done much less and and lied less verifiably and been held in contempt. And I just find it frustrating that, um, you know, he's in violation of the law. In fact, senator paul even warned him that if you don't tell us the truth you know you this is uh you're violating the law and so i think he should be held in contempt and you know I, I saw an article in the intercept which is an internet research news site where they uncovered 900 pages of grants given to eco health alliance and that's the nonprofit that funneled money to the wuhan uh, institute and um after reading them a molecular biologist by the name of Richard E. Bright, he said the documents indicate Fauci has been untruthful about gain-of-function research. So, you know, we have expert um, observations about this, not just us, but people who should know are saying that he's being untruthful.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of truth and fact to back it up. And again, he's had the opportunity to set the record straight in Congress, and he is choosing not to do so. Not the wisest of decisions, especially if at the end he's held accountable. So let's get to deception number two, which he came out the beginning of the pandemic and stated that masks don't work. And I think we all know if you really follow the science, people always talk about following the science, that these virus particulates are small enough to get through the mask. But then he did a 180, Rick, and he said that it's now what we need to do, especially now as we're approaching the Christmas holiday. We need to, besides getting vaccinated, if we want to celebrate with our families, we need to be wearing a mask indoors.
2: Well, what you said about masks, you know, the fact that they, are, they do not stop microbiotics from entering your body because that can enter your body through your eyes. So unless you're wearing, you know, a hazmat outfit, you're you're still vulnerable. So, I believe this whole mask thing is political. That it's a form of identity politics. Um, it's a way of, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of. I I believe there's a, a group of people that are trying to develop a cult of conformity, and masks are are their passport. Um, and it also serves for them to identify. And shame non-believers. So, you know, we're seeing the installation of a kind of a, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a new religion that's worshiping the New World Order state. And Anthony Fauci is their pope.
1: That's a great statement. I love that. And then here in California, real quickly, as, as they now are making people, regardless of vaccination status, mask indoors at a lot of the you know major places that you go outside of your own home. I think what they're trying to do here is twofold, Rick. I think they're trying to do a test period to see if people are going to conform. And then they're also trying to see division between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated.
2: No question. This is a divisive tactic. You know, it's a way of identifying, you know, the black hats and the white hats. You know, it's, it's just political. Um, you know, it's clearly that because look at what we've been through in California, uh, you know, for the last what, year now. We've had uh, Newsom's mask mandates. And has it helped? Well, you know, I think the indications are the data is indicating that um, hospitalizations and infections and death rates are going down, but they haven't completely collapsed. So theoretically, if everybody's been wearing their masks the way they're supposed to, they should have collapsed and they haven't. So I don't. I think there's obvious evidence there. I think people are wising up to this. I think we're starting to see some pushback. Um, I know I'm not wearing my mask when I go in stores, and I haven't had anybody ask me about it. So that's different than last time. Um, and I, I think people are getting tired of this constant moving of the goalposts. You know, uh, I just saw recently a couple of articles where I think Amtrak and I, I want to say Boeing, one of the major air, I think it's Boeing manufacturers has reversed their mandates and we're seeing hospitals and healthcare clinics starting to backpedal on their mandates because they don't have people to work, you know, they're, they're losing their workforce. And um, so I think this whole mandate thing is going to s- snowball resist I think the resistance to it is going to snowball. Um, and I know, of, at least of the people I know, um, you know, they're just tired of this, they're, you know, and they don't believe that it's effective. And that's the most important part of it.
1: It really is. Noah here on the Pro-America Report filling in for Ed Martin here on the What You Need to Know segment. My guest, Rick Elkin. Go to rickelkin.com. Turn right at lost.com. We're going to try and get in two more points, Rick. If not, we'll have you back, but we're definitely going to hit one more here. Now, he was on Face the Nation several months ago, and he was also saying on the program that there was a new thinking regarding the Delta variant, and it easily spreads from person to person, including people who are Already got the injected with the Trump vaccine. Then, of course, there's the nonsense that he tries to come back quickly with with the breakthrough cases. And there's thoughts of the effectiveness of his messaging because him and Biden are now guilting people that they don't have the freedom to choose whether they're going to get injected with this. But it's a vaccine that isn't effective. He's admitting, Rick, that you can transmit the virus which goes against the definition of a vaccine if you're vaccinated to somebody else. What's going on?
2: Well, you know, first and foremost, I just hate referring to this thing as a vaccine. Because it's not. It's not. Uh, and, and so this is part of the kind of um, brainwashing that they're using to try to get everybody to think that this vaccine is like all the other ones they've had in their lifetime, you know, measles and mumps and all that. Why would you resist this? It's no more dangerous than any of those. Well, it isn't the same. And they don't want to talk about that. And I think this situation you're seeing now with Fauci kind of trying to redefine things. And this has been his, that's why nobody trusts him. Um, You know, he constantly redefines and moves the goalposts um, and I think the the, the evidence of the, the effectiveness of therapeutics, you know, like ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine and all these other um, formulas for helping people before they end up in a hospital is becoming pretty well known. I think it's getting around, and that's another reason you're seeing people. I don't have any friends that are thinking about going back and getting a booster. And the other question is these viruses we all know mutate. So how is the old boot the old formula going to f- affect the new mutated virus well it's pretty obvious if you follow science it can't so what me what that means is they're going to have to come out with a new one well they're buying time and and they're trying to get us to buy the idea that you know getting boosters is going to help you wearing your mask going to help you um but in the meantime we got to go back to the drawing board come up with the new quote vaccine
1: It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, Rick. But at the end of the day, I believe their narrative is falling apart.
2: I agree. And I think, you know, there's study after study now. There's a recent U.K. study that shows the VAX is essentially useless. Um, and, and so I think this. there's more and more of this stuff coming out. More and more people are finding out about this. I think they're getting tired of Fauci, you know, uh, obfuscating. Um, kind of reminds me of the old famous Yogi Berra quote. About a restaurant in New York. He said, no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. I think that's the way people think about Anthony Fauci. They're, they're just not buying it.
1: I agree. I agree. And there, I'm glad we had you on today to talk about some of the deceptions that have been going on ongoing continuously, and I don't see it ending, and I really hope that he's held accountable. He should have been fired yesterday, but we'll have to have you back on to talk about some additional points here as I fill in for Ed Martin on the What You Need to Know segment. Again, to get this interview and others, go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. There's more coming up, but in 60 seconds, you got a new book out, and I'm going to say this carefully. People really listen because the title is f but that stands for for your own good. And the there's a apparently there's a question and maybe we're not seeing what's going on. We're not thinking it's very obvious about, you know, what we should be finding out. We're too preoccupied in our lives. Rick, what are we overlooking? What's the book about?
2: Well, I think you said it. Uh, I think we're too preoccupied. And I think it's sort of um, indicative of our culture that we constantly keep ourselves entertained. We constantly have uh, electronic devices in our faces. We're, you know, constantly talking. I mean, I can't get a word in edgewise with my wife because she's on the cell phone when she's in the house all the time. A lot of that has to do with their work. But the point is, is that we are preoccupying ourselves. And this um, kind of uh, takes away from our ability to stop and analyze and think about what's important in our lives. What are the important issues? What are the things that we need to do to protect ourselves, our families, our communities? Um, And this is, um, you know, self-imposed uh, and, and it's partly because we have the availability of all this stuff, and it's hard to uh, navigate without running into uh, information overload. But I think it's problematic because, in many ways, we're overloading our senses, and then it's kind of like wandering through a forest of trees. You can't see, you know, the light despite the trees. It's we're in a certain element of darkness, and and this is, I
1: think, um, a,
2: a serious threat to not only our wave life but to
1: our health i agree i agree and that's why i think this book is at a a time especially as some of us are still in isolation some are still living in fear they're more dependent on their devices and so forth and you know welcoming distractions and so this comes out at a great time again check out the book it's called EFT. For your own good. That's what it stands for. Don't get any other ideas, okay? And you can check it out rickelkin.com, buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. Turn right at loss.com. He is the unabashed super spreader of americanism author and columnist commentator that I love to have on my own show across the county joining us on the Pro America Report today. Rick, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, more. There's more coming up. You don't want to miss Wayne Allen Root. He's coming up, and that is going to be in mere moments. Stay tuned on the Pro America Report.
3: Welcome back, welcome back. Ed Martin on the Pro America Report. My old friend Wayne Allen Root has another book. Now that would be like, oh wow, guy's got another book. I think he's got like 15 books so far, but the newest one that's out, it's very clever, very timely, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott book and the subtitle is The Priceless List for Conservatives, Christians, Patriots and the 80+ million Trump uh uh what, what we got Warriors to cancel the cancel culture. Wayne Allen Root the legend he's a tv star he's a radio star but 15 16 books and i just look now this one's already bounced up the it's only out two weeks not even two weeks like 10 days and it's already Whoa, bounced up. Days. less than that five days just came out yeah Thursday. yeah it's already bound but, uh, just a couple yeah, days so w- <laughs> yeah so well wayne allen how are you welcome uh, back to the program how's life
4: I'm doing fantastic. The book, actually, at the moment, is number 311 out of six million at Amazon. Last night it was at 265. So I think, you know, in the next few days, with all the interviews, we'll get somewhere in the top 50, top 20. It's going to be a big hit. It'll be the biggest hit I ever did. Up till now, my biggest hit was the Ultimate Obama Survival Guide, and that sold (laughs) about 40,000 copies. I think this one will blow that away because this one really is not complaints and it's solutions. This is a solution to save America that I think is long past due.
3: Yeah. Well, so way now, before we go, come back to the book in a second, but you, you have a, you have an interesting perspective having been a success in business first, CEO, a success in media before, and then, and now these decades of being a radio guy, a TV guy, and watching Trump. So where are we in this arc of American sort of Politics, or maybe better, you—you've had a great th- finger on the culture of America. Where—where where are we? I mean, what the, the media makes it sound like you're a, a knuckle dragging, uh, heavy breathing, mouth breathing guy if you're a Trump guy. And yet, you know, as you refer to eighty plus million, what do you feel like the country? Where do you think the country's at?
4: Well, I think pretty much everybody, universally, everyone with a job hates. Joe Biden. I mean, he hates him. I mean, this makes Obama look like our lover. You know, like we loved Obama compared to the hatred I feel out there for Joe Biden. You know, there was never a football game in history where anyone chanted F Obama. Ever. Ever. Right? Now that's all anyone chants at college football games is F Joe Biden. That's the new three words for Americans. Uh, That's the chant. You know, there's BLM kneeling for the National Anthem, and then there's Republican conservative (laughs) America saying F Joe Biden. This guy is hated what he did in Afghanistan. You know, as much as I despised Obama and what he stood for. Obama never left anyone behind on the ground. Americans and canine dogs. I'm a big dog lover. I'm a German shepherd lover. I can't believe he left them on the tarmac to die and be shot by the Taliban and starve to death. Disgusting. If this was a Republican that did that, Ed, that would be the end of your presidency. Leaving Americans yeah. and dogs. Can you imagine what Peter would say? Peter said almost nothing because <laughs> it was Biden who left the dogs on the tarmac. So, you know, and here's a guy who put the security of all of our troops in the hands of the Taliban and all our people in the hands of the Taliban. And then I think, if I'm getting the story right, all those 100,000 people I got on the airplane were approved by the Taliban. So they probably sent nonstop losers, criminals, and terrorists on those planes. And the good people they left behind and locked out of the airport who helped us in the war, yeah. they're all going to get killed, raped, and tortured. So this is the right. worst incident in America's history, in my opinion, You know, of, of any president... leaving somebody behind you don't do that remember the movie platoon where they left the guy on the ground he put his arms out like christ and then the vietnamese shot him dead you know he was watching our own boys leaving behind you don't ever leave an american behind this is crazy And, and and who would ever think of leaving 85 billion worth of military equipment behind which is now in the hands of of the syrians the iranians every bad group in the world and then he left the minerals behind Last thing I'll say, he left yeah. the minerals by the rare earth minerals, and the lithium all worth trillions of dollars, and the Chinese marched right in and took it. It just plays into my narrative that I believe China yeah. now has won World War III, or they're on the verge of winning it without ever firing a shot. Joe Biden is China's stooge, George Soros in the middle of it all, and these people all are beholden to China, and the Biden crime families all beholden to China, and they're handing this country over and crippling and weakening this country every. Every minute of every day.
3: We're talking with Wayne Allen Root, and by the way, you can go, you get his book. We'll talk about his book in just a moment, but you can also go and track down his website, rootforamerica.com, RootForAmerica.com, tons of stuff there. Wayne Allen Root, before we go to the book, I, I promise I want to get there. You also, though, have been an astute observer of the economy. You know, you you yes. made your you made your livelihood for decades on just that before you were a communicator. Where you know stock markets way down on on Monday, right? I mean, we're inflation seems to be up. And yet a lot of fundamentals in America seem strong enough, right? Like almost like we're we're powering through it. What's your feeling on the economy right now?
4: Uh, well, look, I don't believe Biden is president of the United States. I've said this. This is the third term of Barack Obama. Obama's the president. Biden's a dummy. And the question is, who's the ventriloquist, OK? And I think Obama <laughs> and Soros and China are the ventriloquists. And, and I think we're going to have a repeat of the Obama economy. The Obama economy was a nightmare for anyone that earns a living, a working man or woman, anyone who owns a business, anyone on Main Street. But it was fabulous if you own stocks on Wall Street, because that's where all his donations come, all those Wall Street firms give all their money to big Democrat candidates just so when an Obama or a Biden gets elected, they make sure that they always take care of Wall Street. I think it's going to be a repeat. In the long run, despite what happened on Monday, in the long run, the stock market's going to keep going up like a rocket just like it did for eight years of Obama. The worse the news for Main Street, the worse the economy, the lower the GDP, the more the market went up. Why? Because everyone on Wall Street knew that if the news is horrible and everyone's out of work and everyone's out of business, then the Fed has to keep interest rates at zero, and they have to keep putting quantitative easing and dropping money on Wall Street mm-hmm. where they all get rich with that money. Same thing's about to happen. Wall Street through the roof, gold through the roof like it was under Obama, uh, but what's bad is all of us on Main Street with businesses are going to get killed, just like we were for eight years under Obama. But, but this time, it's much worse. I think we're handing the country and the economy to China. This is a, this is a concerted, purposeful effort to destroy a, hmm. the United States, put it in decline, and make China the number one economy in the world.
3: As always, you know, Wayne Allen Root, if you don't check Wayne Allen, he's just smart. He just sees stuff and he does has a way of talking like he well, he's like a like a New Yorker instead of like somebody who's trying to explain it all to you. So, all right, the book now, let's get to the book, The Great Patriot yes. Protest and Boycott Book. I've been saying this for a while. I'm sick of hearing who's whacking a MAGA person. I want to hear what we're doing to say, OK, I'm sick of uh, let's pick one. Uh, Disney Plus, I'm canceling it. Right. And and I. so that's what this book is. I, I can feel it. But that's what this book is aimed at. Now, how do we get conservatives to stay sort of, I don't know, angry is the word or energized to use this book? Tell me how it's a tool for them to use. Well, you know, look, I'm a fighter, right? You know, Ed,
4: that I grew up in, a, in basically yeah. a slum, yeah. in a bad neighborhood in Malvern, New York. Went to an all-black high school. Was the only you know, white Jewish kid in, in basically an all-black middle school, all-black high school. And I had to fight for my life. But it's a, there's a great end to the story. When I fought and fought and fought, first I lost and lost and lost. Then I won and won and won. And when I knocked a few kids out, and they were all bullies and all bad guys, and they were picking out all the weak kids, and I knocked them out. And guess what happened after that? Nobody ever touched me again the rest of my life. And I became kind of the king of the school, and all the weak kids came to me whenever anyone picked on them, and, and I saved them and protected them, and so all the, and the reason I was able to protect them is the bad guys respected me, because I beat them in a fight. We keep getting our teeth kicked in, because we're too nice, and we go to church on Sunday morning, and we believe and turn the other cheek. No, 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 no. It is time to attack like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. It is time to intimidate the corporations are the key, not the politicians. Politicians are all bought by China. And they don't care what we think. They got 20 million in an offshore account. I think the whole country, the whole Democrat party's bribed, and a few key Republicans too. So they'll never listen to us, no matter how much we scream, no matter how much we cry. It doesn't matter. So you got to go to the corporations who fund the Democrat politicians and the Rhino Republicans. Those corporations all have shareholders. If their sales go down, their company goes down, their CEO gets fired, and the next guy has learned a valuable lesson. So I figured, let's let's gather are all the Republicans and conservatives and Christians and patriots, and let me write a book where I have a whole group of people make phone calls for like six months, day and night, to get the phone numbers of every corporation uh, that that's major and woke and liberal and depends on us to buy their goods. You know, Ben and Jerry's, Victoria's Secret, the NFL, the NBA, all Coca-Cola, they're all very bad, liberal, woke corporate players. They believe in Black Lives Matter, they hate Trump, they, they don't want voter ID. It's It's terrible. But we buy all their products. So if we could bring them to their knees, Ed, and shake them and put them out of business or hurt them badly, we can change corporate behavior, change donations, and change America. So I had people calling and got the contact information. My book isn't really a book, it's a resource guide for all these companies, so all you have to do is get the book, the great Patriot Protest and Boycott book right now, Amazon, Barnes and & Noble, and all you have to do is get the book, and all the names are in there, all the phone numbers are in there, all of the company names, the CEO name, the board of directors name, the company phone number, the CEO's direct email, we, we found all these things, we found the physical mailing address, and also the social media addresses, so you can write on Twitter, you can write on Facebook and on their Instagram page that I'm never buying from you again until you stop this liberal crap and start being fair and stop doing everything for the left. Well, we buy from you. We have all the buying power. If you go woke, we're going to make you go broke. That's what this book is all about. It's time to hit back like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and and intimidate these corporate people from the right because we do 60% of all the spending. We are the people they should be listening to, not the left that spends nothing with them. We make them rich we make their stocks go up the great patriot protest and boycott book this thing threatens i think to go a long way to change corporate behavior in america
3: We're talking with Wayne Allen Root. Now, let me ask you a very serious question. Are you Jesse Jackson or are you Al Sharpton? I mean, I need to get it in my head. I need to get it in my head which one you're going to be. I'll tell you what uh, I am. uh, I'm Martin Luther King.
4: I'm Martin Luther King because I believe in civil disobedience, and I really do believe that's the way forward. I'm not someone who'll ever preach violence. I preach civil disobedience. It's time for us to say Joe Biden is not the president of the United States. Donald Trump was elected. This guy rigged and stole the election. He's the worst president in history. He's horrible. And we are not going to listen to his horrible orders that are destroying the country, the economy, foreign affairs, everything. We got vaccines, vaccine mandates. We got to stand against this as one. What did Ben Franklin say? We either hang separately or we all hang together. And let me tell you something. Uh, we have got to stick together so we don't hang. That's, that's where we got to go.
3: Well, real quick, I'll just tell you one story that uh, uh, edify you. I was at, a, at an event this weekend with a f- friend of mine and he born and raised in Poland, been in America 25 years. He's talking about how we have to stand up. We have to stand up. And he said, you have the model. And he and I said, oh, what is it? He said, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, the model. That's King, the model of how you show you. You're in good. You're in good company real quick. Why? I just got less than a minute. Uh, Wayne Allen Root, uh Trump runs or not.
4: Will run, I think DeSantis will be the VP. I think it's a good ticket. I don't think I think it's a great ticket. I don't think it'll matter if we don't fix rigged right. elections. It doesn't matter yeah. if they have mail-in voting, yep. no voter ID, ballot harvesting, count ballots for eight days after the election. None of it will work unless we fix rigged elections and get voter ID.
3: And will the Republicans get the House and Senate in 2022? Same problem, right? Same answer. Same answer. It's got to
4: be whether yeah. we have rigged elections or not. I don't know. I think yeah. we have a, you know, a huge huge majority. I think we're the loud... We've got to become the loud majority. I think we are the silent majority in America, and we're all angry as could be, and, and we should win a landslide in 2022. But how many states are rigged like California was against right. Larry Elder? How many states have millions and millions of mail-in ballots for, you know, and ballot harvesting, and you just can't win no matter what you do? They've always got more ballots than your lead on election night
3: i wish you were in california you could have run like larry did that would have been excellent all right the great patriot protests and boycott book wayne allen root it's available everywhere books are sold and go to rootforamerica.com. find all his stuff thanks uh, wayne allen appreciate it yeah thank you god bless all right we'll talk again soon we'll take a break everybody be right back it's ed martin here on a pro america report back in a moment Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Hey, we got to go to Pennsylvania to check in. There's a lot of news out of Arizona. There's a lot of news all over the place on election integrity. But my old friend, Stan Casasio, Stan Casasio is the head of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles in Pennsylvania. He's a businessman. Uh, he has what I what I always tell people, Stan, is the very important uh, credential. Phyllis Schlafly used to say one of the most important things she ever did was run for office and not win, because when you run for office, you learn how the system works from the inside in terms of candidates, in terms of elected officials. And Stan Casasio now is one of the uh, influential conservatives up in uh, Pennsylvania. He's based in Philly, too. And I thought we'd get an update on Pennsylvania from him. So welcome back, Stan. How are you?
5: Hey Ed, how how are you doing? Yeah, and I ran for office against Pat Meehan, and I lost, and I I learned a lot of
3: stuff. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I used to tell (laughs) I used to tell Phyllis it's not very pleasant when she always says she used to give that warning. All right, so tell me, uh, Stan, Pennsylvania, uh, obviously on Election Day two thousand, lots of stuff that looked off, um, but we haven't heard as much. You know, Arizona's doing their audit, releasing their audit actually, and other places. Do Pennsylvanians believe the election was free and? fair in 2000? What's happening there?
5: I would say a majority of the Pennsylvanians, at least uh, a clear majority, believe something was wrong with the election. Right. There were too many things that happened. One of the frustrating things has been we control the House and Senate in Pennsylvania. That's number one. Right. But. They've taken no action against the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, which is like five to two uh, Democrat. And some of these people on that board uh, on the Supreme Court are extremely political people. Um, They overturned all the guidelines for the election. And instead of doing something proactive at that time to prevent the uh, election fraud that did ultimately happen, in my mind, um, they did nothing. And that is because. There are a number of leaders in the Pennsylvania Republican Party who are never Trumpers, who are embedded intensely in the establishment, and who are nothing more than rhinos. I mean, uh, I affectionately call supposedly the most important and powerful Republican senator in Pennsylvania um, Jake the Snake Rhino Corman uh, (laughs) because he has done nothing. To to help, in fact, Doug Mastriano, Senator Mastriano, when this all started to happen with the uh, with the election and everything else, he was all over it because he knew the statistics were showing something was wrong. In fact, in Montgomery County, there was a guy that supposedly voted was 125 years old. I'm still looking for the guy because I want to know what he's drinking. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, <laughs> th- So this is the stuff that's going on. So anyhow, Mastriano. Um, went to Arizona. Jake was invited to go. He didn't go. Jake was invited to meet the president. Oh, I got something else to do. So Jake has not been part of any effort in order to do anything. So finally, Mestriano is getting a lot of attention. And you know what happens with the establishment. They Number one, they get jealous. Number two, they're political hacks. Number three, they're probably getting money from tons of Democrats. In fact, Jake is. And uh, I think his wife is a Democrat, actually. Hmm. So... So all of a sudden, he fires Maestriano's staff. Now, he says he didn't fire him. He just relocated him somewhere else. That's a pretty interesting strategy. So tell you where he is. Yeah, right. So meantime, we've been begging for a forensic audit. And guess what? He doesn't do anything. Finally, the pressure gets on him because people like us are getting on his case, and he's getting letters all over the place. So he does a subpoena after slow walking it. This subpoena, basically, all it does is look at the machines that were counted, doesn't do any of the forensic auditing that's really required to find out the timestamps, what people went into, how people hacked into these machines. So for all practical purposes, we've got a Republican leadership that is doing everything to slow walk and audit to prevent election fraud in the future. And I got to tell you, what links this all together is you've got these open borders, you've got a million people coming into the country this year illegally. You've got an equivalent of every month somewhere close to a hundred thousand people coming in. That's equivalent to the Montgomery County. Right. Coming into the United States. Where are these people gonna go? And they're gonna go out there and register these people left and right. Meanwhile, I have to I'm supposed to go to a show at the Keswick Theater tonight. And I have to be tested and retested and everything else to get there. Meanwhile, a million people are coming in and not even testing them.
3: Yeah, no, this it is. It's it, hypocrisy it is, it, and woke It's, yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's just it, not, it never ended. Yeah, it's uh, we're talking with Stan Casasio. By the way, Stan Casasio himself is a radio host. He hosts a weekly prog- program over at w- AM 860 If you go to com, you can track it down. And uh, and I, I got to tell you some of the topics. I get emails from you, Stan, uh, that this show is called Don't Back Down. And uh, last week's show was about school boards, everything that's going on in school boards. There's lots of, lots of energy and lots of action. Before we get to that, I do want to ask you a couple more questions about uh, Pennsylvania. But uh, you mentioned Senator Doug Mastriani. I mean, you know, you guys have created some heroes uh, over the years. Lou Bartletta, when he was in the uh, legislature, uh, the Congress was a fearless guy. Even as a mayor, he was fearless on immigration. Uh, you know, to me, not so much. Uh, but Doug Mastriani, I, I, I hope he is. Uh, so, to
5: me, you're talking to me, uh, to me. You're talking about uh, Arlen Specter, too. Two
3: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But is, so is Doug Mastriani being encouraged and fortified? And is he will he be, uh, you know, succeeding going forward? or Are they trying to isolate him? Is he feeling beleaguered? I want to encourage that guy. He's been he's been super before it was ever cool to be uh, on the right side of things.
5: Well, let me tell you something about Doug and his wife. First off, I know him personally. He is I'm not. The most religious guy in the world, as you know, even though I was an altar boy in the Vatican, that was the height of my religious career, by the way, um, peaked early, He is, a deeply, early. Moral in- yeah, he is a deeply moral individual. He is, a, he is somebody that's put his life on the line for his country because he served in the military. You know, he was a colonel. So he's, uh, he, he's, he's taken bullets for us. This man, one of the things I love about him, he is a strategic thinker, very bright guy, and he's always thinking about, well, there's a roadblock there because he knows when a battle starts, usually the plan that you had is out the window like in two seconds. Right. So he's constantly figuring ways to flank the enemy on the battlefield. And he's come up with some really interesting things. It was him who was able to come up with a strategy to get a, 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 a approval of an amendment by the, the population of Pennsylvania voting to eliminate the uh Uh, The power control, the state of emergency, unlimited state of emergency that the governor had. Now it's restricted. So the governor doesn't have any more state of emergency. They only do it for like 30 or 60 days. That was because Doug strategically thought So he was doing the same thing with this. He is not backing down, even though he's been kind of ostracized by the establishment. And there's a few people out there. There are many other people supporting him. Uh, we have Audit the Vote Pennsylvania. There are three women involved in this group. They're unbelievable people. You should get them on. There's Tony Shoup. There's Karen Taylor, Jamie Shetfield. These people have gone in and actually gone to Harrisburg and got to with Jake and said, wait a minute, Jake. In fact, they determined that Jake got seventy thousand dollars. Uh, from a, a thing called Transparency USA, which is run by the chief fundraiser of the Democratic Party in Montgomery County, and once they found out that they were, they saw this on the online, they they said, "Oh, that was an error," and they removed it. So here's a guy getting money from Democrats, and these girls really have gone out. So we're keeping the pressure on, and Doug is keeping the pressure on by just doing what he does. Hmm. He just continues to do what he does and fight. So he's not going to back down.
3: Uh, we 're so talking a really important things yeah to we're, we're we're, ta- we're talking uh, we're talking with uh, Stan Casasio, of Pennsylvania leader of the Phillislavp Legals up there businessman and uh, active in politics uh, Stan we just got a minute or two left um Pennsylvania is it is it because of the biden policies now can you say uh, if there ever was a time where Pennsylvania would get more uh, conservative for, or at least more sort of uh, center right populist it would be now do you feel that up there or or is the division still I don't know, 50 50. What do you feel like in the state?
5: Well, there's definitely, I like to call it common sense people thinking logically about problems and saying, wait, this isn't working. And I think, yes, yeah, we do have a, a lot more of them. I have a number of Democratic friends who, uh, who have come to me and uh, have said that they, they really uh, have rethought their votes because some of these people were in the energy industry and right. they've lost their jobs. Right. You know, the whole thing is crazy what's going on. So the upshot is, yes, we clearly listen. Trump won Pennsylvania huge last time. There's no doubt about it. But when you continue to count votes until you get the right number, it's pretty hard to win. And unless (laughs) these people in our legislature do their job and repair the voting system, there should be no machines connected to the internet. There should be nothing connected to the internet. Some of these machines they found had wireless uh, uh, chips in them. They should not have that. Voting machines should be nothing more than glorified adding machines, not connected to anything. The old clicking clicking voting machines that ran a tape off at the end of the day were the greatest thing because they were never hooked up to anything. You couldn't hook them up to the electricity even (laughs) half the time, but they worked. They worked. you know? Right. So we need to go back to that. I mean, I have some people saying, hey, we want paper ballots in a bucket, uh, basically. Yeah. So uh, so those are some of the things that they have to do. And if we don't do that, you know, Ed, no matter what we do, we can't win. Yes, exactly. When you rig something and then you got 96 percent of the media that are so corrupt. Look what well, look at Hunter Biden's laptop. Yep. All the BS that they said, oh, that's not true. It's Russian uh, disinformation. Turns out even their own people are saying, hey, guess it's true. Hunter Biden and his father were wreaking all kind of million dollars from everywhere.
3: I mean, you had to be an idiot not to see it. Well, that was Stan Casasio. Sorry about that. We sort of the interview was truncated there, but we are so pleased to have him on. Stan Casasio uh, is the head of the Phyllis Eagles in uh, Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania, the whole state. A great guy. And again, I'll put up on social media all of his details. He is a uh, super leader up there, a businessman, a radio host, as well as a former candidate himself. Uh, so if you're up in the Philly area, we're really interested to hear about Doug Mastriani, the state senator, and what they're doing in terms of trying to get a real audit so we'll look forward to hearing more about that in the future all right everybody we will take a break and be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report back in a moment
1: Welcome back, welcome back. I'm producer Noah right here on the Pro America Report wrapping up. Went long on all of the interviews, the ones with Ed, the ones with myself, and so I'm going to implore you to go to ProAmericaReport.com ProAmericaReport.com to check out all of those interviews in their entirety and more plus past interviews as well. We'll be back next week as we head into Christmas week. Some tremendous interviews from Ed Martin from myself right here on the Pro America Report. Enjoy the holiday Christmas, dare I say, season, and we'll see you next week right here on the Pro America Report. Producer Noah, signing out.
0: This is the Pro America Report on The Answer San Diego.